Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. You know, I realize in this room, there's, there's so many different types of moms. We've got some, we got expecting moms. We've got, oh, you got me a Kleenex. She's so sweet. She's taking care of me this morning. Thank you. Um, we got expecting moms. You know, we got new moms. We got moms of school-aged children. We've got empty nester moms. We've got grandmas. We got great grandmas. We got great great grandmas. We got spiritual mamas in the room. There are so many different moms in this room. And I thought about the times that we prepare for these kids. Can I have an amen? We spend a lot of time preparing, right? We, we spend time preparing our children to get ready for something. How many of you have a morning routine that you stick to? How many of you are just kind of fly by the seat of your pants? <laughs> you know, I thought about mom's routine versus a dad's routine, okay? Now, this is not pick on dad day. This is mom's day. Dad, your day's coming in June, but this is not to down daddy, but we're going to talk about mama today, Okay. Let's talk about the mom's routine versus the dad's routine. <clears throat> moms are usually half dressed and out the door with about three bags and their coffee, right? And I found that a lot of our mornings consist of either questions or commands. Are you ready for this? Here's mom. Where's your shoes? Brush your hair. Go change your clothes. Did you brush your teeth? Did you feed the dog? Who took my hairspray? Is your sister up yet? Go find the lint roller. Why do you have on two different socks? Who took my curling iron? Why do you keep asking me? You need those papers signed today? Go find your dad. And here's dad. Y'all ready yet? How about this, mom? I don't know why you can't find the socks that I washed and folded. Go get a pair of the dirty clothes. Go change your clothes. You wore those yesterday. Wait, did you even bathe last night? Come here, let me smell you. Did you seriously just spill something on the shirt I just washed and ironed? Go wash your face again. You still have breakfast on it. Who opened the dryer and didn't close it? My clothes are still wet. I'm leaving in 30 seconds, with or without you. Why are you in the car with no shoes? Go get your shoes. And here's dad in the car. What's taking y'all so long? Can I have an amen from the mamas? You know, we all have routines of getting prepared, but sometimes they might just look a little different for some people, right? You know, there are some days that Mike and Trevor are in the truck, and, and I'm like, I'm locking doors, I'm closing windows and curtains, and I'm getting the dog a treat, and they're out in the car, and I'm like, they're like, what's taking you so long? I'm like, well, maybe a little help would be nice. How about this? Have you ever prepared for something that you didn't know it's arrival time? Moms, how about that baby? You see, babies can come at any time. That adoption call can come at any time. What do you do? You better get the nursery ready. You better get the room ready. You gotta get your bags packed. You gotta get things in order, right? Something's coming. Today I wanna talk to you, and this is the title for today, Ready or Not. Ready or Not. 
Ready or not, here he comes. Ready or not. If you have your Bible and you're taking notes, turn to the book of Luke, verses 12, 35 through 40. I'm gonna read five quick scriptures to you. Verse 35 says, be dressed. Everybody say, be dressed. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready, everybody say ready, Ready. to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready, everybody say ready, ready, and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them, put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat. Verse 38, he may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You must also be ready all the time for the son of man will come when least expected. Now, let me give you context about this. This is a parable. How many of you know what a parable is? A parable is a story. It's a made-up story to reveal truth. And these are the words of Jesus. Now, in this parable, a master has left his house to attend a wedding feast, and his servants are left behind. Now, it's amazing the difference between weddings today and weddings back in the day, right? Now, we plan and prepare for a long time, and then we celebrate the actual wedding on one day. You know, we're getting ready to plan a wedding for our daughter. We're actually in the middle. Our daughter's getting married in November. It's a lot of details. But the wedding feast in the Bible times could last many days. And the truth is, they didn't know exactly when this man would return. And Imagine your boss, just imagine this, you tell your boss, you say, um, I have a wedding to attend and I don't know when I'm gonna be back. How many of you think your boss would have a problem with that? The mention of the wedding feast in this parable is very significant for two reasons. First of all, I mean, the whole scope of it is Jesus is telling the story, so it must be important, right? But number one, there's uncertainty surrounding the master's return. The only thing to know for sure is the longer he's away, the closer it is the time of his return. Now, I want you to think about that in your spirit. The longer he's away, the closer is the time of his return. Now, you think about somebody that's left and you know they're gonna be gone for two weeks. The longer they're gone, by day 12, you know the closer that person is gonna return, right? The second thing is the Jewish wedding is a common picture of Christ's relationship with the church, his groom. I'm sorry, with the church, his bride. Jesus is the groom. Now we normally say, here comes the bride, right? But in this case, it's here comes the groom. He's coming back for his ready bride. You know, it's interesting in 260 chapters of the New Testament, there are 318 references to the coming of Christ, 318. Luke 12, 35, 36, we just read it. Be dressed, be dressed. What does it mean to be dressed? 
Number one, be dressed, be dressed in readiness. We've got to be ready, right? Just like we prepare our kids, we gotta be ready. I once heard a preacher, Mike Heyman, say, you've got to be dressed for where you're going, not for where you've been. We've got to be dressed, church, for where we're going, not for where we've been. We gotta be ready. And what you're getting ready for actually determines what you do to get ready and how much time you spend. Come on, mamas, if you're doing a family photo shoot, you're gonna spend a little more time than jumping in the car and going to carpool, right? You might throw on your sweatpants and some slippers and head to carpool, but when it's the family photo shoot, it's a big deal, right? You're gonna spend a lot more time picking out the outfits, the photographer. And as you get older, the kids, photo shoots look a little different when your kids get older. You're just trying to get them all together in one place so you can grab a quick photo. But when they're younger, you spend so much time. I thought about this, maybe the greatest sacrifice we make on a daily basis is our time. I thought about this for mamas. Mamas sacrifice a lot of time, don't we? Time is something every human has in their possession. We get 24 hours, you know how many minutes that is? 1,440 minutes a day or 86,400 seconds a day. How many of you have ever said, I just wish I had more hours in the day? I think we've all said that. Time is what we want most, but we use worse sometimes. The truth is we can lose time, but we can never, we can never find it. We have to make time. We have to find time to deal with the most important issue of life, church, and that is eternity. You, can say, you can't save time, you can't borrow it, you can't loan it, you can't leave it or take it. You use time or you lose it. You, lo- you use it or you lose it. A.W. Tozer said it like this. He said, when you kill time, remember that it has no resurrection. There is no resurrection with time. And we spend a lot of times as moms, we do, getting ready, getting our kids ready, ourselves ready, packing lunches, laundry, the pet, the house, the schedule for the week. We spend so much time. The word for ready means dressed in readiness or fasten one's belt. How many of you feel like that in the morning when you're getting your kids together or you've ever felt like that? It's one of those mornings I gotta fasten my belt and roll. I gotta be ready The truth is we all don't know when we're going out and we don't know when he's coming in. That's the truth today, church. We don't know. We don't know what tomorrow holds. Mark 13, 32 and 33 says, however, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the son himself Only the Father knows, and since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard, stay alert. In the Gospel of Matthew 24 and 25, Jesus mentions this five times before his resurrection. He said, no one knows when I'm gonna come back. You see, we have to have a routine of readiness for our souls because we don't rise to the level of our expectations, we fall to the level of our preparation. Our preparation. Let's talk about preparation. We, prepare, we must prepare ourselves as we prepared our kids or our schedules. 
You may not be a mama in here, but maybe you're preparing for graduation. Maybe you're a college student, a high school student. Maybe you're preparing for retirement. Maybe you're preparing for a new job. Maybe you're preparing for a wedding. Maybe for a job presentation. The truth is probably everybody in here will be preparing for something. And can I tell you that Jesus is preparing a place for you, but we must prepare the person. He prepares the place, we must prepare ourselves. John 14, two says he goes to prepare the place. He tells us that he's preparing a place for us. When hard times come, how you routine will determine how you react. Because hard times will come, they have come. They will come. See, we can have a daily physical preparation, but what are we doing to prepare ourselves spiritually? Let me ask you a question. What does your daily spiritual routine look like? What does it look like? Is it reading your Bible? Is it praying? Is it worshiping, journaling? Are you preparing your soul, church? Mark 8, 36 says this, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? We have to be preparing for eternity, but we can't just be prepared or get prepared. We have to stay prepared. As Christians, we have to stay prepared. It's not a one-time thing, we stay prepared. You know, the, the scripture I read said to be dressed and the Bible is so clear about what our clothing should be. Ephesians 6, 13 through 18 says this. It's a command. It says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to stand, I'm sorry, to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace, our word for the year. Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil and put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. And what does it say? Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Everybody say, be dressed. Be dressed. The second thing is be alert. The scripture said, be alert. We gotta be alert. Verse 35 says, keep your lamps burning. You know, back in the ancient days, it took work to keep the lamps burning. They had to cut the wicks and continue to fill it with oil. It was work to keep a lamp burning, but this is saying be alert. We have to work at staying alert. You know, mamas, I thought about this, mamas are alert. Mamas are usually, usually always prepared. They've got their hand sanitizer, they've got their baby wipes, they're looking out for potential dangers. Mamas are usually alert and prepared because we wanna keep our kids from danger. First Peter 5, 8 says, stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 
We may be staying alert for his return, but we also gotta stay alert for the, the, the darts of the enemy that try to come against us and our marriages and our families and our personal life. You see, in this parable, the master never would come home to the dark. The servant always had to be awake with the lamps and ready for his return. And see, ancient people didn't keep their, their lamps burning all night unless it was for a special occasion. A good servant was one who was ready and waiting for his master's arrival, no matter the time of day and night. How many mamas, you, you go from the staying up all night from the infant stage, and then you staying up all night waiting for your teenagers to get home. It's like you never get to sleep. I say we get to sleep when we get to heaven. We always waiting on our kids. We gotta stay alert, we gotta be awake. You know, I can remember this past year, my son Trevor, he had a basketball tournament and it was on a Friday night and it was about 8.30 at night. I'm like, who has a tournament at 8.30 on a Friday night? So all these parents are in the stands and we're just kind of waiting for our pillows. You know, we're like, okay, we're gonna cheer our kids on. And, and I can remember it was kind of quiet and it was about nine o'clock and, and, and the team was tired. You could tell it had been a long week. And all of a sudden the whole gym is quiet and you hear the coach scream to the top of his lungs, wake up. And it was just like the whole gym kind of was startled. And I thought to myself, shouldn't he be saying go to sleep? Like, it is nine o'clock. We shouldn't be waking up at nine o'clock on a Friday night. We should be going to sleep. And I thought about that because Jesus tells us to stay alert, wake up, be ready, keep your lamps burning, wake up, don't go to sleep. And the enemy always wants us to stay asleep. The enemy wants to contradict what Jesus says. I, th I thought about these confusion. You know, the English language has some confusion. Can, can I have an Amen. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Number one, a ship carries cargo and a car carries shipments. Let me say that again, some of you didn't get that. A ship carries cargo and a car carries shipments. You park on a driveway, but you drive on a parkway. Your nose runs and your feet smell. Hmm, interesting. The person who invests all your money is called a broker. <laughs> and why do doctors call what they do practice? Shouldn't they be good at it now? <laughs> Confusion, that's what the enemy wants. Stay asleep and be confused. The enemy says, nah, just get comfortable, go to sleep, get caught up in the day-to-day -day things of life and don't pay attention. That's what the enemy wants. You know, one of our pastors that spoke Wednesday night, he talked about the curse of comfort. When we get comfortable, we get sleepy. And when we get sleepy, we don't pay attention. Jesus is saying, wake up church, wake up. You see, we have to be in God's word and obey it. It's not just enough to read the word, we have to obey it to be fully clothed and to stay alert. Words, the words from Augustine said this about the gospel. He said, if you believe what you like in the gospel and reject what you don't like, 
It's not the gospel you believe, but yourself. Ooh, ouch. See, sometimes we don't take the word of God seriously until it's finally fulfilled, and then it's a, that's a dangerous way to live. Think about Peter. Jesus told him, you're gonna deny me. Peter said, oh, no, Lord, I wouldn't do that. Peter, you're gonna deny me. I would never do that, Lord. Peter, you are gonna deny me. Peter didn't believe it until it happened. I don't want Jesus to come back and us not be prepared and awake and not believe it until after it happens and it's too late. Kids, have you ever, I mean, parents, have you ever told your kids over and over and over again about a warning? Over and over and over again and then, you, and then something happens and you're like, well, I told you so, which is not a good word to say to your spouse or your kids, but sometimes you wanna say, I told you so, I told you not to do that, now look what happened. Sometimes I think Jesus is trying to warn us and tell us because of the dangers of not being prepared for eternity. You see, daily again, we wake up, we prepare our children. And this is not a guilt trip for anybody. I just feel a stirring in my spirit that we have to be ready, church. Jesus has to be a part of our whole day. Mamas, I know it gets tough. We can't compartmentalize him. Oh, well, I'm gonna put him in a box on Sunday and then Monday through Saturday, I don't need him. We have to bring him with us all through the day. You can be like Jesus. You can be a light of Jesus. You can worship in your car. What are you listening to? You can feed your spirit man all day long. We have the click of a button today that we can put a worship on a podcast. It's so easy today to feed our spirits. Some of my best times are in my car. Just putting that worship on and just praising him and thanking him. It doesn't have to be weird. It just needs to be genuine, a genuine love for Jesus. You know, I can remember my dad growing up, my dad worked at Exxon and he was there for over 30 years, retired from there and he would work shift work. And so his hours were really crazy. You know, he'd either go in at like three or four in the morning and come in the afternoon or, or he would go in in the afternoon and come in early in the morning. And I can remember when he would come in in the morning, he would come in our rooms and he would just flip the light on for us to get up. I could not stand that. How many of you don't like waking up to just a bright light in your face? So what I would do is he'd come in, open the door, because he wanted to make sure we were awake. And so I would get up, I would lock the door, turn the light out, get back in bed and set my alarm and be like, I'm getting up at 6.30, I'm not getting up at six o'clock. But anyway, I can remember how annoying that was. And, um, but you know, the interesting thing, on the other side of waking up, I would walk in the kitchen and there would be a box of hot, warm, Krispy Kreme donuts. Because Exxon was right there by Plank Road and you can grab a box of hot Krispy Kreme donuts. And I remember like, oh, it was so good to walk in the, in the kitchen and just see that box of love that my dad brought. You see, on the other side of your readiness and preparation, church, there's something better than a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. There's eternal life. There's being united with your saved loved ones. There's no more tears. There's no more crying. There's no more pain. There's no more heartache. 
It's a beautiful thing. We're gonna be with our Savior forever and ever. This world is not our home. We are just passing through, church. This is not where we're gonna live forever. You know, today I I wanna talk to you about being more concerned with the person of Jesus versus the place of heaven. You see, he prepares the place, like I said earlier, and we must prepare the person. But you see, I don't wanna spend the rest of my life in heaven and not know Jesus. Why would you wanna spend forever with somebody you don't know? I mean, let's be honest. Do you wanna spend forever with somebody you don't know? I wanna know Jesus when I get to heaven. I wanna have practice with our relationship here so that when I get to heaven, it's like I get to see him in person. You see, we can't just have Jesus for what we want. If you want Jesus, you gotta get all of him. It's all or nothing, church. See, he is not some buffet line that we go through and say and pick and say, okay, I'll take the Sermon on the Mount and I'll take healing when I'm sick and let's see, oh, that holiness stuff and hell, uh uh-uh, I don't want any of that. Um, let's see, um, tithing, nah, mm -mm. nope, no way. Um, love your neighbor, okay, only if they are nice to me. I'll take that. He's not a buffet lot. It's all or nothing. You get the full thing. You gotta be all in, because Jesus said, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. We gotta be hot or cold, church. Be all in for Jesus. Give him everything. He gave everything for you. He gave everything for you. Let's not get off car, caught off guard or left behind. You know, when, when I was growing up in church, I mean, we have one service on Sundays. And for most of you that don't know, we have a first Wednesday. The first Wednesday of every month, we have a service for our adults. And then our kids meet throughout, throughout the month, our, our youth do. But um, we would come to Sunday school on Sunday morning Then we would have church, and then we would have choir practice, and then we'd have church Sunday night, and then we would have Wednesday night service. And then you might throw in a revival. How many of you think, wow, I can barely get to church on Sunday morning, but I can remember my brother. My brother was the worst. I have an older brother and a younger sister. My older brother were 16 and a half months apart. We were like twins. And he's the oldest, I'm a middle child. And so he, um, he was always late. We were always waiting on my brother. And finally, my mom, she said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna leave him behind and maybe he'll learn a lesson. So sure enough, we were always waiting on him. So one day my mom just left him behind and he got left at church. We didn't have cell phones back in the day just to call up or text and say, come get me. But you know, I don't wanna be left behind. The Bible says, keep your lamps burning and the oil represents the Holy Spirit. It has to stay at work at our lives. The Holy Spirit will help you stay alert. It'll help you to stay awake. Oswald J. Smith says this, we talk about the second coming while half the world has never heard of the first. Let's tell the world why Jesus came the first time. 
Let's share our faith, church. We, need to, we don't need to just talk about he's coming back. Let's talk about what he's done for us the first time. Freedom and life change. You see, as Christians, we live different because we are different. We must live with anticipation of Jesus coming back. When God has changed your life, the rest of your life changes. Now, how many of you have, um, have watched the series of The Chosen? Oh, isn't that awesome? See, I, I'm a real visual person. I can read it, but man, if I see it, I, I can, ooh, it helps me connect the Bible in a better way. But Mike and I, we, we've been watching it. Um, we started watching it again, and um, there's a powerful scene that just, oh, it just gripped my heart with Mary Magdalene. And you see, she was overcome with, with strongholds and, and demonic forces and just things in her life that were so dark. But then she had an encounter with Jesus and her life was changed and she was ready to be with him forever. I want you to check it out. I don't understand it myself. But here is what I can tell you. I was one way, and now I am completely different. And the thing that happened in between was him. So yes, I will know him for the rest of my life. <laughs> She's ready, church. She will know him for the rest of her life. You see, moms, it won't matter if the house is clean, the beds are made, the post is perfect, the weight is reached. It won't matter if the, if the, the food's on the stove at just the perfect time. And all those are great priorities. They're all great. But our soul must be prioritized. It must be prepared so that we can be at peace. God wants your soul at peace. Luke 12, 37 through 38. It says the servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be what? Rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them, put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat. See, Jesus is gonna serve you one day. Humbling to think. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will what? Reward the servants who are ready. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time. You see, when we're dressed, be dressed, when we're alert, guess what happens? We get rewarded. It's like a math problem. Being dressed plus being alert equals being, being rewarded. Jesus will come to serve us. He'll come to take us home. If we stay ready, we can expect rest. Some of you need rest. You're tired. You need rest for your soul. Stop running. Amen. When you're ready, you can rest. You know, it's like a child waiting on the return of a parent, a young child. You know, maybe your child's in a daycare or something, but the moment that child sees mom or dad at the end of the day, they've been waiting for the arrival. And that parent swoops that child up in their 
arms and that child is so comforted and loved. You see, if your thoughts toward heaven and Jesus coming back creates fear, you might wanna reevaluate your relationship with him because it should create joy when he's coming back, not fear. You know, my, my grandfather was a pastor for 50 years and he was a hardcore pastor, but God had delivered him from a lot of things. He gave Jesus his all. But I can remember as a child, he would talk about heaven and hell. And I remember how afraid I would get. And so every time at church, there was an opportunity to, to receive Christ. I remember thinking, I'm gonna say that prayer just to make sure every single time. How, how many of you done that? It's like, I just wanna make sure because I'm just not sure. But, and I wonder if Jesus was saying, when I would ask him into my heart, for the 50th time, he would say, I'm already there, I'm here, hello. But you know, I thought about those movies and I know some of you back in the day saw those movies, the Left Behind movies with the white vans, right? And all the white vans where they were coming to get you and pick you up and how it created so much fear in me. And I told this to the ladies at the Bible study, I said, you know what? Every time I see those Amazon vans, it reminds me of those white vans and those left behind movies. So if you see an Amazon van, let that remind you to get your life ready because they're everywhere, right? Let my soul be prepared when I see that Amazon van. God, Holy Spirit, remind me. But you know, we got to prepare our pers the person daily with Jesus. These are the words of Jesus to us. In John 17, three, this is what he says. And this is the way to have eternal life. To know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Ready or not church, he's coming back. Let me ask you one question today. Would you change your daily routine or lifestyle if you knew that he was coming back this Tuesday night at seven o'clock? I just threw that out there. There's no kind of prophetic thing to that. So y'all don't be scared. What would you change in your life? Because the truth is we don't know when he's coming back and we have to be ready you see, today we may be waiting on him to return, but for some of you, he's waiting on you to respond. Mother Teresa said, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow has not yet come. We only have today. Let us begin. Let us begin. I pray today in preparation that you'll be dressed, you'll stay alert, and one day you'll be rewarded by Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.